Matthew 21. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. There Jesus sent two of his disciples on ahead with instructions. Go to the village ahead of you. And at once you will find a donkey tied up with her colt beside her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone tells says anything, tell him the master needs them. And then he will let you have them at once. This happened in order to make what the prophets had said come true. Tell the city of Zion, look your king is coming to you. He is humble and rides on a donkey and on a colt the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did what Jesus had told them. They brought the donkey and the colt, threw their cloaks over them, and Jesus got on. A large crowd of people spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds walking in front of Jesus and those walking behind began to shout. Praise to David's son! God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God, praise God. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was thrown in uproar. Who is he? people asked. This is the prophet Jesus. From Nazareth in Galilee, the crowd answered. Jesus went into the temple and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the stools of those who sold pigeons. And, it, and he said to them, It is written in the scriptures that God said, My temple be called a house of prayer, but you are making it 
a hideout for thieves. The blind and the cripple came to him in the temple and he healed them. The chief priests and the teachers of the law became angry when they saw the wonderful things he was doing and the children shouting in the temple. Praise to David's son. So they asked Jesus. Do you hear what they are saying? Indeed I do, said Jesus. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? You have trained children and babies to offer perfect praise. Jesus left them and went out to the city to Bethany where he spent the night. On the way back to the city early next morning Jesus was hungry. He saw a fig tree by the side of the road and went up to it, but found nothing except leaves. So he said to the tree, you will never again bear fruit. And at once the fig tree dried up. The disciples saw this and were astounded. How did the fig tree dry up so quickly? They asked. Jesus answered, I assure you that if you believe and have no doubt, you'll be able to do what I have done. And not only this, but also to able to say to the hill, Get up and throw yourself into the sea. And it will. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Jesus came back to the temple. And as he tossed the chief priests and the elders, came to him and asked what right do you have to do all these things who gave you the right Jesus answered them I will just ask you one question and if you give me an answer I will tell you what rights I have Where did John's right to baptise come from? Was it from God or from man? They started to argue amongst themselves. What shall we say? If we answer from God, 
he'll say to us, Why then did you not believe John? But if we say from man, we're afraid of what the people might do. Because they are all convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you then. By what right I do these things? Now, what do you think? There was once a man who had two sons. He went to the elder one and said, Go and work in the vineyard today. I don't want to, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. Yes, sir, he answered. But he didn't go. Which one of these two did what the father wanted? The elder one, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John the Baptist came to you showing you the right path and you would not believe him but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed even when you saw this you did not change your minds and believe him Listen to another parable, Jesus said. There was once a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it and dug a hole for the wine press and built a watchtower. Then he let out the vineyard to the tenants. and went on a long journey. When the time came to gather the grapes, he sent his slaves to the tenants to receive their share of the harvest. The tenants seized the slaves and beat one, killed another and stoned another. Again, the man sent other slaves. More than the first time. And the tenants treated them in the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. 
Surely they'll respect my son, he said. But when the, the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the owner's son. Come on, let's kill him. And we will get the full property. So they seized him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? Jesus asked. He will certainly kill those evil men, they answered. And let the vineyard out to other tenants who will give me a share of the harvest. Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected as worthless turned out to be the most important of all. This was done by the Lord. And what a wonderful sight it is. And so I tell you, added Jesus, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce the proper fruits. The chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parable. and that he was talking about them. So they tried to arrest him. But they were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus to be a prophet. Matthew 22 Jesus again used parables in talking to the people. The kingdom of heaven is like this. Once there was a king who prepared a wedding feast for his son. He sent his servants to tell the invited guests to come to the feast. But they did not want to come. So he sent other servants with the message for the guests. My feast is ready now. My bullocks and, and prize calves have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But the invited guests paid no attention and went about their business. One went to his farm, another to his shop. 
while others grabbed their servant and beat them and killed them. The king was very angry. So he sent his soldiers who killed those murderers and burnt down their city. Then he called his servants and said to them, My wedding feast is ready. But the people I invited did not deserve it. Now go to the main street and invite to the feast as many people as you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, good and bad alike. And the wedding hall was filled with people. The king went in to look at the pe people. And saw a man who was not we wearing wedding clothes. Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The king asked him. But the man said nothing. Then the king told the servants. Tie him up and hand, hand and foot. And throw him outside into the dark. There he will cry and grind his teeth. Jesus concluded, many are invited, but few are chosen. The Pharisees made a plan to trap Jesus with questions. Then they sent to him some of their disciples and some members of Herod's party. Teacher, they said, we know that you tell the truth. You teach the truth about God's will for man. without worrying about what people think because you pay no attention to man's statute status tell us then what do you think is it again our law to pay taxes to the Roman Emperor or not Jesus, however, was, was aware of their evil plan, and he said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin for paying the tax. 
they brought to him a coin and he asked them whose face and name are on these the emperors they answered so Jesus said to them well then pay the emperor what belongs to the emperor and pay God what belongs to God when they heard this they were amazed and they left him and went away the same day some Sadducees came to Jesus and claimed that the people will not rise from death Teacher, they said, Moses said that if a man who has no children dies, his brother must marry the widow so they can have children who will be considered the dead man's children. Now there were seven brothers who used to live here. The eldest got married and died without having children. So he left his widow to his brother. The same thing happened to the second brother. To the third and finally to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died. Now, on the day when the dead rise to life, whose wife will she be? All of them had married her. Jesus answered them. How wrong you are. Because you don't know the scriptures or God's power. For when the dead rise to life, they will be like the angels in heaven and will not marry. Now, as for the dead rising to life, Haven't you ever read what God said? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is the God of the living, not of the dead. When the crowds heard this, they were amazed at his teaching. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they came together and one of them, a teacher of the law, tried to trap him with a question. Teacher, he asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
Jesus answered, Love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment and most important. The second most important command is like, like it. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. The whole law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. When some of the Pharisees gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose descendant is he? He's David's descendants, they answered. Why then, Jesus asked, did the Spirit inspire David to call him Lord? David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit here on my right until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David called him Lord, how can the Messiah be David's descendant? No one was able to give Jesus an answer. And from that day onwards, no one dared to ask Jesus any more questions. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. Matthew 23 The teachers of the law and the Pharisees are the authorised interpreters of Moses' law. So you must obey and follow everything they tell you to do. Do not, however, imitate their actions because they don't practice what they preach. They tie onto people's backs loads that are heavy and hard to carry. Yet they aren't willing to even lift a finger to help them carry those loads. They do everything so that people will see them. Look at the straps with scripture verses on them, which they wear on their foreheads. And arms 
and notice how large, large they are. Notice also how long are the tassels on their cloaks. They love the best places at the feast and reserve seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to be called teacher. You must not be called teacher because you are all brothers of one another and have only one teacher. And you must not call anyone here on earth father because you have only the one heavenly father. Nor should you call nor should you be called leader. Because your one and only leader is the Messiah. The greatest one amongst you must be a servant. Whoever makes himself great will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be made great. How terrible for you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees. You hypocrites. You lock the door to the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. And you yourselves don't go in. nor do you allow in those who are trying to enter. How terrible for you, teachers of the law. You hypocrites. You sail the seas and cross whole countries to win one convert. And when you succeed, you make him twice as deserving of going to hell as you yourselves are. How terrible for you blind guides. You teach if someone swears by the temple he isn't bound by his vow. But if he swears by the gold in the temple, he is bound, blind fools. Which is more important, the gold or the temple, which makes the gold holy? You also teach, someone swears by the altar, he isn't bound by his vow. But if he swears by the gift on the altar, he is bound. How blind you are. Which is the more important? 
the gift or the altar which makes the gift holy. So then, when a person swears by the altar, he is swearing by it and all he is swearing by it and by all the gifts on it. And when he swears by the temple, he is swearing by it and by God who lives there. And once someone swears by heaven, he is swearing by God's throne and by him who sits on it. How terrible for you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites, you give to God a tenth, even of the seasoning herbs, such as mint and dill and cumin, and you neglect to obey the really important teachings, such as justice and mercy and honesty, These you should practice without neglecting the others. Blind guides, you strain a fly out of your drink but swallow a camel. How terrible for you! teachers of the law and Pharisees. You hypocrites. You clean the outside of your cup while the inside is full of what you have obtained by violence and selfishness. Blind Pharisees. Clean what is inside the cup first and then the outside will be clean too. How terrible you teachers of the law, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look fine on the outside, but are full of bones and decay and corpses on the inside. In the same way, on the outside, you appear good to all people, but inside you are full of hypocrisies and sins. How terrible for you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrite. You make fine tombs for the prophets and decorate the monuments of those who lived good lives 
and you claim that if you had lived during that time, you would not have done what they did and killed the prophets. So you actually, actually admit that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go on then, finish what your ancestors started. You snakes and sons of snakes. How do you expect to escape from being condemned to hell? And so I tell you that I will send you prophets and wise men and teachers. You will kill some of them, crucify others and whip others in the synagogues. And chase them from town to town. As a result, the punishment for the murder of all innocent men will fall on you. From the murder of innocent Abel to the murder of Zachariah, son of Berachiah. whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. I tell you indeed, the punishment for all these murders will fall on the people of this day. Jerusalem, Jerusalem! You kill the prophets and stone the messengers the messengers God has sent to you. How many times have I wanted to put my arms around you, around my people, just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you would not let me And so your temple will be abandoned and empty. For not, from now on I tell you, you will never see me again until you say, God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord. <laughs>